When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here for Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Plus, if you can go ahead and like us, share us, follow us, do whatever you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, the great folks at Lakerholics.com, and boy, do they need some support right now. I'll tell you, it's Jamie Sweet. You can catch his great articles at Lakerholics.com. Plus, if you can support the awesome folks at the Hoopheads Podcast Network at HoopheadsPod.com, where you'll see a ton of NBA-related podcasts right there at your very fingertips, including ours. And if you can support all these great podcasts, these great episodes, these great things in your life, it concerns the Lakers and everything else, pop culture. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, the Lakers had a great win the other day against the Jazz, one of their best of the year. All-around performance seemed very motivated after the humiliating 37-point loss to, to the Nuggets. And unfortunately, things went not too well for the Lakers outside of the Jazz victory this week because on Monday, Sham Sharania from The Athletic reported that behind the scenes in Lakers land, all was not well as more pressure and more pressure was mounting on Frank Vogel and his job status with Kurt Rambis, who is the special assistant to Jeannie Buss, and also as well Rob Palenka have had several conversations with the coaching staff over the past few days since Friday. Since around the time that I, on the Friday show, said, as the young kids say, the vibe was telling me that Frank <laughs> the seat was getting a little bit warm, and sure enough, I was right. Everybody else decided to go ahead and check in on it. Nothing I knew for sure, but again, it's just the vibes I was getting, and it looks like that's the case. And going into today against the Indiana Pacers, could they do two in a row? Well, in the first half, it started to look that way. It did, actually. First half looked strong. They got out to as much as a 14-point lead, looked to extend it, but unfortunately, in the second quarter, they couldn't really keep it going offensively. But after that, it just fell apart from there as the offense couldn't get things together and a fourth-quarter debacle in regards to the defense just absolutely falling apart. 
guys like Karis LeVert and also as well, DeMontis Bonus literally feasted on the Lakers, both on the boards and out from the outside. As the Indiana Pacers, a team that is 16 and 29, and walk away with a 111 to 104 victory. And here today to talk about the game, as bad as it was, I thought would be Laker Tom coming off of shoulder surgery today. Get well to him, but he was going to try to make it. But then again, the Lakers playing second half didn't make him feel well at all. I don't think it made Lakers fans feel well at all either. So. Unfortunately, yeah. he didn't make it in today. He tried to get it out. But, but here today to talk about the game, I'm hoping to get Joe Sorrell from LakersBall.com because I gave him the invite So and he said he was going to try to make it. But I know one guy is here, and that's the man behind the five things column at Lakerholics.com. This Jamie Street and Jamie, great to have you here, my friend. This is something that you and I, back on Friday, we discussed. I said that the – just I was just getting the vibes. Like I said – that this seat was getting warmer for Frank. And after tonight's performance, especially actually on both ends of the floor as, as of the second quarter, unfortunately, the seat is now getting a lot warmer. Uh, yeah, I don't think there can be any doubt about it. I still have a really hard time seeing the Lakers firing Vogel midseason, only because at least from where from my, from my seat, which is quite cool and not hot at all, it's a very comfortable chair for me to be sitting in right now. Who replaces him? There's not a good option on the bench. I mean, Fisdale dropped an offer in his little, oh, this is my chance to audition. <laughs> I don't think he won a game as a coach. And then it was so weird. As soon as I saw, and that was the whole reason I've kind of believed in this the whole time. I was like, there's no way they wouldn't promote Fisdale, would they? And then when I saw like that Kurt had been like, zooming in on the coaches meetings and then started showing up at the coaches meetings this week. I was like, Oh, Kurt's positioning himself to take over the team. That's the head coaching position. Anyway, that's, that's, that's the behind the scenes drama. We're not privy to. And I would, I would bet my left slipper on it. So I, you know, tonight's effort was disappointing. You know, I'm looking down the, 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 not the full box score, but the matchup box score and both teams shot at the ball exactly 90 times. Both teams made exactly 11, three pointers. The Lakers shot four more three pointers than the uh, Pacers did. And the Pacers made four more baskets. We just couldn't get the ball to fall when we needed to in the fourth quarter. And we didn't even have that terrible of a fourth quarter scoring for us. In fact, after the third quarter, we scored triple Kobe Bryant, three number 24s. So we had one big quarter and then just couldn't quite muster enough in either of the second two frames or the, you know, any of the frames thereafter, you know, all we needed was like one more 30 point quarter at at any point in the game. Right. And this is a, a much different story. I think that we're talking about now. And we couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And we couldn't keep Indiana off the glass. We could not keep Indiana out of the paint where they dominated us to the tune of 62 points. And, you know, we didn't do a good job making our free throws either. I mean, you know, 72% isn't bad for our team, but, uh, you know, there's just all these little things. And again, uh, you know, one thing that's uh, kind of what drove me crazy about last season's team, and we had a great defense and won a lot more games, was that we just would turn the ball over a ton every game, all game long, and it would just be maddening. This team started out that way, but is 
of late pretty much cleaned that up. You know, again, only 11 turnovers tonight, but you know, 10 points off of those turnovers. We've turned them over 13 times, but only scored eight points. So, you know, even if we played good defense, it didn't translate into easy buckets. It translated into what to me continues to look like a team that likes to play in second gear. Even when it's, you know, the Monk, Reeves, THT, Johnson, Mello squad out there, it, it, which should be a, like a fleet of foot kind of squad. You'll see them walking the ball up and kind of passing it around the perimeter. And you just, I mean, this is, this will be the reason that Frank Vogel gets fired. I think is because he cannot get this team to defend and they don't have an offensive identity of any kind. There is no offensive identity that this team has other than what's LeBron doing tonight or did Russ have a really good game? And so, you know, that's where, you know, when your superstars aren't doing superstar things or you're down a superstar, you need your coach to come through for you a little bit. You know, everybody was like, Steve Nash came out of the woodwork. Steve Nash has coached a team that's basically been minus a superstar the entire time he's coached the team and has largely been without Joe Harris most of the time that he's coached the team. So their best three-point shooter and a dynamic player and they're consistently a top five team in the East, which is a better conference than the West this year. So it's just one of those things where you really have to question, do the pros that a Vogel coach team outweigh the getting to be more and more numerous and countable cons? And so I, I think I got to walk back my vibe. Uh, Your vibe, yep. That's what my, the kids are saying. Well, you know, I've been vibing my whole life, so uh, I, you know, I, I can only, I can only get too much into into new slang. But I would have thought it would have taken more of a collapse than what I'm seeing. But you know, maybe being a constantly 500 team that takes one step forward, two steps back, will be enough to get Vogel fired in season. I, I still kind of, I got to be honest, I still have a hard time seeing that happen. But uh, if we come back over on this road trip, uh, I don't think he comes back to his job. I agree with you on that. It, this road trip is extremely valuable for him and the team and his consistency in the position because if he does really, if it does go bad, if it does go south, then there is, uh, you can just pretty much get the, the death march on Frank Vogel at that point in time. And deservedly so. Yeah, and deservedly so, indeed. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, the Lakers do fall with a terrible performance in the second half, 111-104. And this is a first, everyone, because now, for the first time, we've got Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics.com, and now we've got the man coming back to us from LakersBall.com. You got to go ahead and check him out today as Ox1947. It is Joe Sorrow. Happy New Year. I know I already wished you privately Happy New Year to you and your family, but Happy New Year. You're on with Jamie Sweet from Lakerholics.com. 
And Close, it, sir. I know, Laker, I know Laker Tom wanted to be here, but unfortunately, he is, his shoulder's just not working out for him. So I know he's going to probably punch someone by Friday. But I wanted <laughs> to ask you, Joe, great to have you here. Unfortunately, I wish it was under better circumstances. But I think with tonight's performance, the heat is now firmly on, even though, according to The Athletic and Sham Sharani, it's already been on when it concerns Frank Vogel. I know all these places we're talking about over the past couple of days, as far as the podcast, the shows, it's been all over talk radio. This is something that I had speculated on on Friday that I just thought that the way the season's been going, that this is something that the upper management, which I have absolutely zero, zero faith in right now, and I think is a large part of the problem, not necessarily Frank's. Frank's actually done, I think, okay in spots, but again, I know he's had his issues as well concerning lineups and offense. And that showed it today. But I want to hear your thoughts on this whole situation and what tonight does in regards to Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel's being put as the scapegoat. I, I'm i not going to say he's not to blame for a few things, but unfortunately this, what ended up being a gamble has, has come up craps. I'm not going to front. I supported the Westbrook trade. The reason why I supported it is I thought, Russell Westbrook as a third option and a cover for LeBron, not so much AD, LeBron. You know, it would eliminate the lull like it had last year when he was out. I'm surprised at how bad he is. I've, I, I watch basketball. I'm, I don't just watch the Lakers. I've, I, I, he's had, you know, Westbrook has the reputation, and I've seen it in several playoff series where he can sabotage an entire you know, series and lose it. But I, maybe I didn't pay attention enough. I didn't realize how bad he was at every facet of the game. I'm talking spacing. (laughs) I'm talking shooting. I I was just thinking shooting at the time. I'm like, guys, let Westbrook do his thing. Let him kind of, you know, control the ball. Let LeBron play off the ball a little bit, you know, that kind of thing. But I had no idea his team defense was atrocious. I had no idea though this atrocious. I had no idea he was a layup missing machine. I don't remember seeing that ever. If you watched the Houston series and you looked at it real closely, as I not just you, I told everybody out there, and I'm going to say it at nauseum. And I, and Jamie Sweet says in the comments, I'm sure you remind me. Yes, I will remind you, Jamie Sweet. Yes, this was something that everybody in Lakers land should have keyed in on and should have been the reason why you don't get this guy. He hits four from six from three. He had one of his best three-point shooting performances of the entire season. But how does someone go one out of 11 everywhere else, no. minus 18, four, only 14 points, even with the four three-pointers, Three assists because he's got changed his game all around because he doesn't want to turn the ball over. Now he's not aggressive at all. These are all issues. And not to mention, like you said, his poorest defense that he brings every game. It's just not going to work. Vogel can put every line about there he wants. It, it doesn't matter. And again, I, and I'm, I'm going to say this. LeBron James, as good as he's played the last month or so, you could put a, a lot of the blame, especially at this game, on him. His terrible isolation plays really kind of ruined them in the in the second. Definitely in the fourth quarter, but the third quarter wasn't any good either. I think uh, 
I, I stopped watching after a couple, you know, with the with about a minute and a half left. I think no, the Pacers. The last yeah, I think the Pacers scored almost scored seventy points in the second half. This is the most. I mean, from top to bottom, from management to coaching to players, they're all at fault here. There isn't yeah. one thing that is worse than the other. Honestly. Rob tried to bring more offense in this year because we used to we were going through three four minute droughts every game last year. Our defense was good. We were ranked number one, even with AD and and LeBron out, but we couldn't score. So yeah. he overcorrected to let's get the offense in, and we lost pretty much all our defense. And then you you put on top of that you put the, the fact that you have guys that are just not. They're not meshing well, you know. This is not; it's not cohesive. It's no matter how many times you you see a lineup that's sort of working, it it doesn't really last that long. Um, being on the Lakers ground, uh, Lakers ball uh, game time chat, it, you know, er, people screaming and going crazy about put a Dwight in, put Dwight in. I'm like, guys, we we can't shoot already. If you put Dwight in, it's over. <laughs> I go. Well, this is not the Dwight from 2017. This is not the Dwight from 2010. This is the Dwight of 2022. It's a completely different Dwight that we're talking about. So he's not coming in. He's not going to be the savior this time around. No. And again, I, I don't think most people are, they're just looking for the, you know, the backup quarterback. It's, it's kind of like the backup <laughs> quarterback mentality, right? So they, they see the, 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 they see Dwight sitting on the bench. They're watching Sabonis get a triple double and they're like, put Dwight in. And I'm like, guys, they're still not covering the perimeter yeah. with Dwight on the on the bench. How the hell are you going to do it with him on the? There's no spacing. Karis the doubling was today, the team in the, third, the doubling in the today was the worst. And I'm, I know Phil Jackson's Phil Jackson, and I know basketball. I don't. I, I hate sounding like the old man to get off my lawn, you know, thing. But fundamentals should never be a generational thing. That should be standard. Why are they doubling? I mean, hard doubles all second half. Why? Who's who's on their team that's just astronomically better than everyone on that on that on that floor? Who? Lavert? Okay, I, I I'll live with Lavert going one on one and making a few shots. Fine, but when you're leaving these guys open and they're making every three, you're you're basically killing yourself at that point. And that's what they did, and it, it became one of those things where as soon as they started hitting those shots. It just you can see the the you can see their balls deflate like Tom Brady's balls. It was just gone. Like you could their 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 enthusiasm was going away little by little. You know, slow. The PSI was just it wasn't all the way, but you can see it kind of going little, little by little. Oh, Joe, and it was just at, it was just chilly in New England that day. It was just really chilly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, again, I, I thought I'd throw that in since it's, you know, playoff time and all that. But I might look like I'm having a good time right now. But I'm going to be honest with you guys. The only time I'm really kind of in a good mood is when I'm on air. When I get off air, I'm I'm pretty pissed off. <laughs> oh, I, this, this was disgusting. This fourth quarter was just absolutely disgusting. It basically made the Utah a win, a loss by losing to a 15. Well, right. at that time, 15 in 2019. Now they're 16 and 29. And they are what they are, guys. As oh, yeah. again, going back to a football reference with Bill Parcells, they are what they are. What they are, 
this is not changing. And by the way, who the hell are you going to replace Frank Vogel with? Fisdale <laughs> didn't even win a game. Who? Tell me. There is no it's, one. There is no be, one. I've scoured the earth. Porzingis out of New York. It's going to be Kurt yeah. Rambis. It's going to be Rambis. If Kurt Ram- look, the last I time don't they think hired it's a good Kurt idea. Rambis, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, the the I'm last time they hired <laughs> what? The last time they hired Kurt Rambis was it, there was a riot table. outside Staples, right? Yeah. yeah. And there's no way if Kurt Rambis is the coach I seriously don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. I w- what are they going to do? What's LeBron going to do? What's AD? They they don't, they already don't listen to anybody. LeBron, they already the don't listen to Frank Vogel. shape. I just wanted to let you know we're going to go work on the triangle again. We're going to bring that back. That's exactly ball. what's going to happen. Right. No, it's going to be it's going to be Russell Westbrook ball. playing the triangle. It's and that worked for, so well for Rambus in New York. And oh, then yeah. again, Fisdale also failed in New York. It, it worked in Minnesota too. It worked really well in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Absolutely. Brilliant. We're being facetious. Yeah, no. I don't know. I, I maybe I'm being naive here, but I, I just feel like those rumors of Kurt Rambis were just uh, somebody trolling everybody. Well, remember <laughs> again, so. there's no so. way. He's I a special so. assistant to Genie Bus on that, but. Jamie, I mean, special being the, the the correct word. Yes, I understand yeah, that. Special indeed. But once again, the Lakers <laughs> did lose one eleven to one hundred four. I'm here with Joe Sorrell from LakersBall.com and Jamie Sweet from LakerHolics.com. I do want to mention that yes, down the stretch, LeBron did not give us what we need, but minus twenty again, plus minus, not a great game for him there. But thirty points, two steals, five assists. 12 rebounds. I do want to congratulate him for going over 10,000 rebounds. Congratulate him. He's going to, he's like, I think 12th or 13th on the all time list. He's right there. He's going to be in the top 10 before he ends his career there. Three is seven from three point lane and 11 out of 22. He shot better than team. I mean, even on a day when you're shooting that poorly, like the Lakers were for the most part, 44%. The bench pretty much got it done with THT getting 20, Malik Monk only 10, but Carmelo Anthony got 14. 0 from 5 from 3, though. Again, yeah. the shooting of struggles after the first quarter, Jamie, it was really tough to watch. Yeah, I mean, and I want another nod to LeBron. He's the first player to have uh, 30,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, and 9,000 assists. So it's not the quickest or the youngest. It's just LeBron in that category, which is astounding to, to that. It's astounding that he's managed to accumulate those kind of numbers Kenneth over Stone, his career. I just want to inject it. Kenneth Stone was right on the money because the Lakers played down to their competition. I agree with you. They that's been all season. Down. That's been all season. That yeah. that's, shouldn't be a surprise to anyone at this point. You know, he, uh, Joe. Uh, astutely uh, quoted uh, Bill Parcells with uh, you are what you are. And I like to quote Frank Zappa with you are what you is. So uh, it's uh, this has been since training camp. This team has been this team since camp, since the first month of the season, since the second month of the season, here we are in the third month of, you know, well, I guess October basically point being, this is, this isn't going anywhere. This isn't getting fixed with one guy coming back or trading THT for another THT type of guy. Nobody's going to trade for Kendrick Nunn because Kendrick Nunn isn't playing. So that's not necessarily the case. You can use his contract. We saw a trade yesterday that involved a three-way trade, which which involved two players from Denver, one of which is out the season and one of which is out three months. So again, if it's agreed upon when it concerns saving cap money and all that type of stuff, 
it can be can be done. Just yeah, the Lakers... but Boston's already did that. Boston just saved four four million in cap space, yeah. so they're done. So they're they're happy. I, I don't know who. It just gets harder to find. It just Lakers yeah, are going to well need pretty dry. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff, Lakers sorry. are going to need a favor from one of their one of Rob's GM buddies, and they're going to need a third team. Well, it's going to definitely be a three team setup, right? They're going to need help, a favor from one of their friends or one of his friends. And they got to get a contract that they can eat and have value and get rid of Westbrook's get rid of Westbrook. If there is no player that they can bring in with the assets they have, that would make a difference. This is going to be simply a subtraction that turns into an addition. They have to get rid of Westbrook. And I don't, dislike Westbrook I don't loathe him or in any way I I appreciate that he plays hard and is always available you know those things matter but he's not working here it's not working he can't be on this team he infects (laughs) every ounce of team basketball from this team so I just, I'm sorry, but $44 million and, and, and you're, you're essentially less valuable than a guy who wasn't even drafted. That, that is a true statement, guys. I am not over-exaggerating that. I, I think Reeves is more valuable to this team than Russell Westbrook. And that's just, can't, that can't happen. That, it, you can bring all the, you can bring Pat Riley's ghost from 1984 to coach this team. It wouldn't make a difference. They have to get this guy off the team if they want to somehow salvage and have any shot of winning it all this year. That's it. If they don't do that, they might not make it out of the play at the play in. That might be different yeah. this year. They might not make it out of the play in. They'll, they'll, they'll probably eat their way there, right? They'll get the seven, eight, nine, ten, and then they might not win. They might yeah. get bounced. Because well, the only thing that's struggling more right now than the Lakers is the no. Clippers, which blew a double-digit lead to Denver and lost in overtime. So right now the Lakers are in eighth spot in the Western Conference. So you're right, Joe. I mean, with a four, almost a four-game difference between them and Portland right now, which is the, in the tenth spot, which are fighting against Sacramento and San Antonio and New Orleans for that last spot right there in the plan. I think the Lakers probably are safe with a eighth or ninth seed right now, but how acceptable is that to the right? <laughs> right. That's well, what I was hoping. Basically. What I was right. hoping for was obviously I was hoping for a win tonight. I was hoping that they could ride that win from Utah hmm. and at least start to get a little bit of a handle on the sixth seed. And then if Utah continued to win and they so happened to stay in the three. I don't know if they're still there, but I haven't checked the standings today because I know they lost to, to Houston. But I said to myself, okay, that might be something that could work out. They could, you know, if, if, if 80's healthy and things kind of are a little bit more smooth after, you know, 82 games, then at that point we that there might be something there. And But that doesn't even look like they're surviving the easiest schedule in the first half of the season. And they're about to go on the COVID trip. They call it the Grammy trip, but there's no Grammys anymore, so I call it the COVID trip. And how the heck are they going to win? 
how, how are they going to win any of those games? Maybe one, maybe two. Well, it starts they in win Orlando. two out of yeah. If they win two out of those seven games, I think you're right. I think they're gonna they're gonna make what's his name a scapegoat. That that the yep. problem is who is going to coach this team. You you get rid of Vogel and you've essentially submitted to the to the year. There's no one else that can coach this team. Not Rambis, not Fisdale. I Rick Adelman is about to go to the Hall of Fame. He ain't coming back. Again, George Carl. <laughs> Luke Walton's looking for a job. Luke Walton. Luke Walton. <laughs> yeah. Not, that's not, not, that's, that's not going to work either. No, but that's those are the level. That's the level of people who are going to answer the phone for this for this kind of situation, right? Mark Jackson. Oh. Jeff Van Mike, Gundy. That's a, Mike by the way, guys. I, I put in Mike Penberthy, the Lakers assistant coach. There you go. All right. Good. Yeah, that's, that's a good. That's a good one, Gerald. That's a good one. That that might make more sense, but I don't know. <laughs> does, does, does the team, you know, give the give the young guy a, a shot at that point, right? Give the sure. young guy a shot. Let's see what he's got. Right. I, who else? Well, I don't the best know. coach I don't, to I, me, they just traded away in Rajon Rondo. I thought yeah. they should have kept oh, him. No, Rajon Rondo is too much of a man to coach in this generation. Rajon Rondo, <laughs> the only way Rajon Rondo, the only no, 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 no. The only way Rajon Rondo will ever, and I'm not saying he he'll probably get a shot. He'll probably get a shot. Oh, but yeah. the only way he would be successful is if he somehow had a Tim Duncan or a Dirk Nowitzki as his one, okay? Because that guy will make the this era of players, and if, it, if the era is bad now, wait for another five, ten years. I know he'll get 100 keys. I understand that, but if oh my, he would just, he, he wouldn't last. Players, he would fight players, people in practice. He would fight them in practice. Like, you didn't rebound. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just saying, guys, <laughs> if you've ever seen him work with players on the sidelines, work with players in camp, work with players right. in practice, especially the younger players who all look up to him, I think Rajon Rondo does have a career in coaching. He's just got to make sure he doesn't get you out of a game because he gets so fiery and gets so fired up on it and has to control his his temper And when he's out there coaching. That's the only thing. But, yeah, I do think he has a future in coaching. I, I'm pretty convinced of that. But it probably it was not going to be with the Lakers for sure because he's too busy collecting a check from the Cleveland Cavaliers. He'd be better in college. But, again, uh, there's really only three, maybe four coaches every year in the NBA that – you could say our top of the line. Uh, it, it is. I think the NBA is by far the hardest sport. Well, Phil coach. Handy's been out there forever. He's been an assistant coach forever. Phil Handy doesn't have the temperament to be a head coach. He's yeah, too too, too, too fiery. He's yeah, he's kind of like um, season. Yeah, yeah it, you know they they talk about and again. I'm I'm kind of going to football again here. Uh, they, they've been talking about Eric Bieniemy becoming a head coach and why he hasn't got the the opportunity got, got, being, but guys, we're not talking about a full-time head coach. We're just talking right. about someone to get you through the band-aid through the rest of the season. Thirty-five-ish games, Lakers right? Do this in-season change, like a lot of people are expecting, especially after a turkey that they laid up like this, then your options are limited. Even if you go Fisdale, he's not going to be your permanent full-time coach. And I don't see a dramatic turnaround with under his shell, you know, under his regime just like we already saw in that five-game test we saw in December. I don't see an answer for the Lakers on the coaching landscape right now. Even if they do fire Vogel, I do. Again, the issue 100% isn't Vogel. It's all a combined effort. 
also put more of it on the top of the food chain when it concerns the ownership and the GM. Yeah. To me, I think that's it's really a little bit suspect right now. And I've, I'm really sorry to say that because Jeannie Buss, I've actually absolutely loved her spirit and her, her just professionality and just everything as far as that what she's brought to the table for the team. But right now, you know, the, the, the way it's structured right now, it just seems very incohesive. And I'm really just seeing something where poor decisions are being made right and left. Yes, the coaches and the players just as much as blame. Yes, they are. They're all making mistakes. Absolutely. But bringing Westbrook in was the get-go, was the starter, was the powder keg to all this destruction that we've seen the Lakers team. And it started with him. He's not the full 100% answer. There are a lot of answers to this question, what happened with the Lakers. But I understand that he's a big part of it. And to me, it starts right there at the top that made the decision to go ahead and say, yes, LeBron, the dinner's great. We're going to go ahead and glad that you guys all got <laughs> together for the dinner and all that. We're going to go ahead and bring him in. Right. You know, the Lakers could have had De- DeMar DeRozan <sighs> and Buddy Don't. Heald. And no, no. To. I'm sorry, not- Gerald. I got to disagree on that one. And, and Jamie, I'll let you talk. As soon no, as they I'm both not, said I- that they were going to the Lakers. They both I, thought they were going to the Lakers. I would have. I, I still say to this day, there's no way in hell Popovich would have traded DeMar to L.A. without no, policing them. He was no. Demar was a free agent. He, he was unrestricted free agent. Oh, what? Well, they yeah. they, they wouldn't have agent. had the salary cap to sign him outright. He was willing to sign a hometown discount because he was. He remember he's played at USC. He if you heard an interview from him that was took what in December, I think when the, around the time that the Lakers were in Chicago, he was quoted as saying he really thought he was on his way to the Lakers. And again, yeah. same thing with Buddy Heald. He thought he was on his way. He was told he was going to be on his way to the Lakers. Yeah, and Buddy Heald, eh, I'm uh, paying well, a guy again, that's one-dimensional, 20 mil. I understand Buddy yeah. Heald, he, you can love, her, love him or hate him because, again, he's just a three-point shooter. He doesn't give you a whole lot else. But, he, you know, with DeMar DeRozan playing at an MVP-like level, yeah. it's really disconcerting to see what he's doing and what Russell Westbrook is doing for the team. And I understand that even those guys may not have fixed all the Lakers' problems, but they would have put the Lakers in a much better place than they are now. It, it's again, it's it's hindsight's twenty twenty. I, we've never, I've never seen Demar play like this in his career. He's been a good player, very very good player. I, I want to try to keep a consistent thing. We say everything is great all the time now, I, I, and I, I don't. Great needs to be LeBron, Durant. Okay. DeMar DeRozan has been a very, very, very good player, an all-star player for most of his career. But this season, he he's actually playing had, at a great level. He's playing at a, at a level I've never seen. He's hitting clutch shots left and right. No one, if, if they had any idea that that's who they were going to get, they probably would have made it work. But again, what did he get paid when he went to Chicago? What was his contract there? Oh, it's in the mid twenties, I think. It's, it's okay. There's the no way, Gerald. I mean, he, he wouldn't have taken a five. He would have taken I'm the, the double you what, exception. I'm just telling you what he has quoted publicly. I, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. No, I, I, I don't see how that wouldn't have happened if he would. You think they would have signed none instead of him? I, I just don't see it. I, I, I know it makes us feel good to, to imagine that that could have been it. Heald was obviously a few minutes away, but I'm just I wasn't understanding. He quoted himself. Why would he? Yeah, go I wasn't understanding himself? that either. I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not a big Buddy Yield fan. He doesn't play. No, any... I'm talking about DeRozan. I'm talking well, about DeRozan, DeRozan too. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know why he would say that. We. You're telling me he wouldn't have taken twenty 
If this to go to LA for 5.7. Well, maybe the offer hadn't been on the table. Again, I don't know the circumstances behind the scenes, but I found it curious for him saying that he clearly thought he was on his way to the to Los Angeles Lakers for X amount. Maybe a it had to have been a trade there. then. It had to have been some maybe form a of a trade. Yeah, you know, it could have been like a Schroeder trade. Well, what there was well, some or, kind of trade or something. There like had been some. Done. There had been some discussion or you know some rumors around that Popovich liked Kyle Kuzma. And oh, I, that might have been something that for him say, hey, if I can get this guy for this guy, it might work. You know, so I'd say free agents, they work out these deals now where they can sign, yeah. do, you know, they work out sign and trades where they work out, t- you know, sign and trade with their old team, even right. though they're not obligated to. So maybe that's what would have happened. For the well, again, I'm, I'm just I would have had to have seen that one because I. I, I but you're right. It's, it's all in the no, past. No, I was going to say this, well, and it didn't happen. This is a great yeah. game of you know what if. And, I'm uh... trying to defend. <laughs> I'm trying to defend the organization a little bit here you because yeah, again, so it's easy for us to go and 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 Gerald, I told you this at the beginning of the year. Okay, I said that regardless of what happens, I commend the organization for trying. They were trying to see if we can get another title out of the LeBron era. And by getting a third star, that, that guy was, you know, thinking Westbrook has always been either a one or a one and a half. You would think a third here, you know, the third option, maybe he flourishes. And it was, we were all wrong. I would, I've never, I've been wrong in so many angles this year. But you have and, the same thing that's gone on with him, with Russell Westbrook, that's already gone on with Dwight Howard and Carmelo Anthony, where they have to come to grips to reality that they are not the superstar that they once were and that they need to be evolved into a different player. Russell Westbrook, even in the past couple of years, he was not playing at a superstar level. He had a nice second half with Washington, but was not playing at a team or at a level where he was getting his team beyond what the first round of the, uh, the NBA playoffs, he, again, it's a situation where he's a player who doesn't know exactly where he is. He still thinks he's at a superstar level and he's clearly not, and he's clearly not even close. It's a, it's a realization that you have to evolve as a player. Once you get over 30 and you realize you don't have the same attributes you once did. So you develop new attributes. Look at Carmelo Anthony. Once he realized he had to start coming off the bench and that's who he was, look at what he did in Portland and look what he's done for parts of this year with his three-point game, which he evolved when he was just a mid-range shooter. Look at Dwight Howard, who at Philadelphia last year and also with the Lakers previously, not this time around because he's actually stunk this time around, but previously the Lakers, he's done a, he's done a job as far as a bit player coming in, giving you energy in the championship run, and he did a great job doing that as a backup to Joel Embiid last year. These players, when they're superstars for so long, there's a period of time each of those two players had it where they didn't realize that they were no longer superstar. We're in that phase now with Russell Westbrook. You clearly saw that, if you, if anybody out there, if you were looking at the Russell Westbrook the past couple of years in Houston and in Washington, that he's clearly not the same player. You know who the smartest man in the room is? Sam Presti, because he saw the residual returns that he was getting from a Russell Westbrook and allowed him to leave Oklahoma City. Sam Presti? By the way, Jamie, I think we just found our next Laker head coach. His name is Gerald Glassford. 
Jail only works for crypto. That uh, was, na- yeah, that Jail only works for crypto naming rights money. That's, <laughs> well, his, that's his starting got, point. That's his crypto starting had point. some issues the other 20 day. Mil. Crypto had some issues the yeah, other day. They so did. I don't know. I don't know. How but, quickly will it be changed back to Staples? We all wonder. Yeah, oh, exactly. Sorry, we but, can't give you that twenty million dollars. Does seven sound equitable to you? Well, you know what? Uh, you, we'll, I'll take as much as I can get. You know what? I'll exactly. work for it. I'll work for it, indeed. Hi, this is Mr. Holiday from the podcast My Worst Holiday, and you're listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. Guys, before we head on out, it's been a great conversation on what could have been, what should have been, and what may be for the Lakers team. But before we head on out, Jamie, I know you're working on some great stuff for Lakerholics.com. I know, Joe, you're working on some good stuff all the time for Lakersball.com. I'll give you guys a chance to go ahead and plug each. But, Jamie, before we head on out, please go ahead and mention to everybody out there what you're doing at Lakerholics.com and why they need to go ahead and check it out. Besides the fact you've got a Laker Tom on the mend and coming back strong later this week. Yeah, you have a chance to get a point off at LakerHawks.com right now with a one-armed Laker Tom. So uh, you you can no, – I mean, yeah, he's flopping around with one arm on the computer. I can only type so fast this way. He'll make Mrs. Laker Tom uh, – Mrs. Laker Tom, take a letter. Uh, so that sort of thing. I'm sure that's not what's going to go down. Well, Mrs. Uh, Laker Tom was right when she said his shoulder may be hurting and he may not be able to use it, but his mouth is still going strong. <laughs> that's what I mean. Why didn't you do the podcast? Like you just have to sit here. But anyway, well, the second half of the Lakers really made him there. I, you know, I, I want to, I want to echo something that Joe said a little while ago, which is I was all in on the West Russell Westbrook trade as well. I, I have a lot of faith in greatness and I've always considered Russ to be among the great players. And I agree that the word great is tossed around like, Oh, Karis Levert is great. Karis Levert is pretty good. Uh, Karis Levert yeah. played great for two minutes and that's what. Indiana yeah, exactly. He played great for, <laughs> you know, the last, for the last stanza of the game. And that was all uh, Indiana needed, but I want to, in support of Russell Westbrook, I want to say, and I've said it before that we assembled a superstar trio and then neglected to finish the car. We have a superstar engine. We have a superstar transmission and superstar, you know, this or that, but we didn't keep Caruso when we could have kept Caruso. We honestly could have probably kept Schroeder for a reasonable amount by the end and said, Hey, we don't like you. You don't like us, but we need to be able to have some tools mid season to be able to do something. But what we see now is a Laker team that is essentially backed into trading its best young player and a guy who has never played this season for somebody else. Uh, just <laughs> like a rotation my, like player. Miles Tur- right. Miles, even if they get Miles Turner, who won't be back for like a, a month or two months or maybe the season, who knows? You know, the bone bruise that was supposed to be, yeah. you know, a mild thing has now stretched on for, for forever. So I, I I really do fault the whoever it was that was like that 
thirty million or twenty four million that is only an eight million dollar Caruso salary is just too much. When you're going to pay three guys just about all of your cap, you have to know, you have to know the piper has to be paid, or you're just buying the shell of a great car without actually buying a great car. And that is what we're seeing. We're seeing these flashy names like Mello, Westbrook, James, this guy who just reached this historic car. But they have, it's, it's like, you know, if, what would, what would we be doing right now if Malik Monk hadn't had a, any kind of a breakout season? Or if Austin Reeves hadn't shown everybody that he deserved to get drafted, if not in the second round, uh, maybe even potentially uh, late in the first round. Uh, based on his skill set and the way that he plays the game uh, at a high level IQ wise, this team could be worse out of the out of the plane at that point. So, uh, the the abundance of over thirty three year old players on this team is was concerning from the beginning and is still concerning now because we can't keep up. We 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 get tired. We we play slower and slower as the games go on, and we just don't have the vim and the vigor that you need to win in the regular season on a regular basis. And, uh, you know, you could argue like, well, this is a veteran team and they're built for the playoffs. Like, I, I'm, 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 I don't think we make a top six seed at this point. And I don't know if we make it out of the play in round, depending on who else is there. If it's like a young team, like Minnesota, that's going to be looking to like do something for once. I think we could get bounced. And, that will mean so many heads should roll. Like basically anybody who made a decision last summer should at least be called onto the carpet and be like, so what was that all about? Huh? What was going on here? Like, and, and Jeannie herself, and this has just been a real bummer of a season. It has not been a happy season. I try not, I generally don't get too high. I generally don't, don't get too low, but like in the first half tonight, I was like, all right, you know, here we go. But maybe, maybe there is a little carryover. Maybe this team can like string together, you know, three, four, five wins in a row, like a modest winning streak. That's like Dallas is right now. Right. Like a modest winning streak. I'm not saying like, let's challenge for the 33 game record. Like let's try to win five ish games in a row and, and let the, the, like build off of that. We can't, we haven't won more than three games in a row all season long. And so this team has nothing AD coming back, okay, so maybe we win a game or two here that we might have lost. That's not turning the season around. That's just continuing to tread water a little better. And so uh, this is where I'm at. It's that something's got to give. I don't I don't know what it is. That will be the tenor of my five things article on Lakerholics.com that will drop sometime tomorrow. And so if you're listening and curious to hear more of my ranting and raving and verbal for, and nonverbal form, Lakerholics.com is the place to go. And for everything else, as far as great Laker chat during the ball games, you can go ahead and check out LakersBall.com. Hey, before we head on out, Joe, what you guys talking about at LakersBall.com? I could take a guess, and I actually peaked during the game, but I'll let you say what's happened at LakersBall.com. Well, it's a lot of good banter, comedy, sometimes non-basketball-related comments. Today was a little bit more risque in terms of some of the vocabulary. Very, very short amount of stuff, nothing crazy. Like, you heard a lot of <laughs> a lot of the uh, commentary, would, you know, someone would say that there were all these little innuendos that 
went to that immature side of the of the brain and people would laugh and then we'd go back to why Russell Westbrook exists, why was Rob born, why Karambis is the devil. You know, <laughs> they're just and you know it's a sad it's it's become right. I'm really trying to stop doing that because I, I feel I really feel disgusting. You know, we hate Byron Scott, Kurt Rambis, to some degree, not hate. I shouldn't say hate. We dislike those guys. We dislike magic a little bit now, too. Only cap stays pure. The, these guys were Laker icons. These are Laker yeah. icons. But because they failed as coaches and as executives, they're almost that's like, the, loves, like Celtics. Because he didn't coach. I just, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. Smart man. The Lakers, the Lakers have given their fans so much. And I don't like the disdain that, that comes from all this. If We are not the Indiana Pacers. We're not the Minnesota Timberwolves, you know, where we've won nothing our whole existence. I guess you can count the ABA championships for the Pacers, but they haven't won Jack squat. You know, there's so many Orlando magic. Imagine being an Orlando magic fan. So we will on Friday, you know, Jamie, you you mentioned not too high, not too low. I I would be lying if I said I didn't get too high or too low on some, on some instances during the game, but at the same time, you can't be a fake. You know, I can't be a fake. I supported this. Yeah, me too. And in a lot of ways, as a fan base, I have to sit here in my own, you know what, and deal with it. And I'm not going to go on a rant other than saying that in, in a simple way, the only way this can get rectified this year and, and have a little bit of a chance to maybe do something. Because I, we did see it once. We did see it once. When Kwame, Kwame Brown. Brown was traded for Paul Gasol, it yeah. was instant. Yeah. Okay, so it is possible. But, and, and at that time, any thought of Kwame Brown being traded for a Paul Gasol was not even in the thought of anybody. At that time, I remember we were talking about Jason Kidd and this, and we would have had to have given up Lamar Odom and, and Bynum, and there was a lot of discussion on, so what? Let's just get, you know, all that stuff. No one thought that that trade would happen, and it came out of nowhere, and it changed everything. It, three straight finals and two titles later, right? Yep. So I'm not going to say that's not possible that it could happen, but that's really the only way this thing gets fixed. And it's because he just doesn't work. It yeah. doesn't work here. Yeah. And game time is essentially getting excited over amazing plays, talking a little banter on other things, social, political, whatever, but very short. And the other is basically killing Westbrook. <laughs> I don't want to see Russ die. I don't want to see Russ die. I just want him, yeah, to, I want him to flourish. Yeah, in, I want him to flourish in his natural environment. Wherever his natural environment is <laughs> Russell Westbrook needs to go. He needs to go to a team where he can be him until he retires. For that kind of conversation, everybody needs to check out where Joe's at. He is Ox1947 at lakersball.com please be part of the conversations today at both lakerholics.com and lakersball.com they're two great communities the talk is always going on 
please be part of the conversation today at lakersball.com and lakerholics.com. Well, I'll just leave it with this. Again, the Lakers fall in a game that they really should have won, a game that just really was end up being very disappointing indeed. This is where the Pacers getting 22 points alone from Karis LeVert, not to mention the terrible defensive performance in the fourth quarter by the Los Angeles Lakers, leading to Frank Vogel to bench Russell Westbrook in the fourth quarter for the last four minutes. So I know that's going to be a lot of what Lakers Nation is going to be talking about over the next couple days as we head over to Orlando. I know the speculation now for Frank Vogel and for Russell Westbrook right now is really out there in Lakers Twitter and in Lakers land and the Lakers Nation. So we'll have to wait and see. They do, unfortunately, fall to the Indiana Pacers, 111 and 104. We will be back. I think I'm getting on my good friend TJ Johnson, who is in the Florida area. Might be going to the game, and if he isn't, he's going to be stopping by the Lakers fast break for the post game on Friday. So it'd be great to hear from him talking about the Lakers. And I did actually meet with him earlier today and did not even want to talk Lakers because he's so upset by what's going on right now with the Lakers, as is most Lakers fans right now. But we will be on the Frank Vogel watch as it continues. If something blows up, we will actually go on as soon as we can to talk about it. But right now, unless we hear otherwise, we will definitely see you on Friday. For the Lakers game, and I'll leave you with this. The Lakers heading into today's game, they held a practice, and Frank Vogel was telling the media that to him everything was fine and that he was not feeling under siege. Well, after today's game and with a road trip on the horizon that doesn't look so pleasant after Orlando, it's starting to look like he is going to be under siege, just like the movie, just like Steven Seagal under siege. So we'll leave it at that. So you're saying that someone's going to put a knife to Tommy Lee Jones' head yep. and Frank Vogel is Tommy Lee Jones? He's going to be slicing and dicing. Man, Mike Penberthy as Steven Seagal in Vogel under siege. Yeah, Vogel's under siege indeed. But it is once again the Lakers falling 111 to 104. They sit in eighth place at 22 and 23. We'll see what happens if the Lakers can right the ship in Orlando, in the land of the Magic Kingdom. We'll see, and we'll find out. <laughs> These guys, even if they have a good victory, are we going to be convinced? Yeah, no. no. It's no. going to take, no. take a five to ten game winning streak for me to now, realize. Now, if they lose okay, at, a, at Orlando, right, that's, that's a big issue. These are the more the losses are far more defining than the If they lose to Orlando, they're going to leave Frank Vogel back in Orlando. <laughs> Well, better. that's a great place to go. And they I didn't want to be in Orlando. I, I had a lot of fun every time I'm in Orlando. So let's find Orlando. out if Frank Vogel gets left in Orlando. We'll find out <laughs> on Friday night after the game against the Orlando Magic. But thanks again to Joe Soro from LakersBall.com. Good to have him back. Jamie Sweet, Mr. Admiral Akbar himself. Go ahead and check out his five things articles at LakerHolics.com. Everyone out there, thank you so much for watching, listening. Love the great conversations as well. Thank you so much to Kenneth Stone. Thank you so much as well to Elton Barrios for the thumbs up, the great conversations. We'll check everyone out on Friday after the Orlando game right here at the Lakers. Club.